And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you on this wonderful... I'd call it wonderful, but it's a little. It looks a little stormy outside, Jamie. It looks like it's you're, a little cloudy. It, it, well, and that's my feeling about Monday Night Raw tonight. So it is reflecting my personality a lot. We're going to get into that a little bit later on, but let's discuss Jamie for a second. The new beginning over the weekend. Now, I have not finished the show. I'm about an hour and uh, about an hour and twenty minutes in. I'm up to the first uh, the first singles match between uh, Chaos and Los Ingarnables de Japón. Uh, Ghetto taking on Bushi is where I'm at in the show, um, and. I don't know who wins the main event. I don't know how it goes down. I know no spoilers. I know nothing. But I'm piecing together information as I kind of skirt around the internet today that Okada wins, which is not which is not a spoiler. It does not surprise spoiler, me. Spoiler, he wins. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he wins. I'm expecting him to win. But Dave Meltzer brought up this really good point. I wanted to talk about it to see if you feel the same way because this really got me thinking. He brought up the, the argument that Okada needs to have a couple of matches, or just in this case one match, that he wins a big match in like 12 minutes or less. Because every match now with Okada, you expect to go deep. You you expect to go 20 plus minutes, 30 plus minutes, so that the crowd isn't into it until about the 20 minute mark because they know nothing's gonna happen in the first 20 minutes. So now, this is a really great problem for New Japan to have. Their, their main events are so good that they actually need to shorten them to keep the crowd invested in them a little bit more. Do you agree with that sentiment? I do. I'm actually a big believer in not only the concept of having different lengths of matches, but having different quantity of finishers leading to the end of a match, having different moves leading to the end of a match. I think it's important that you don't fall into a rut of doing the same thing over and over again, even if it is working. There are times where I feel like in this case, especially in a match like this with Sonata, where you need to give, if you want to keep fans engaged throughout the entire match, not just the, the latter part of the match, having a quick finish, it puts the thought in people's mind. It's a little bit like how, like where AJ Styles won the title on a house show. Mm-hmm. If you do those, you don't do it all the time, but if you do it every once in a while, that thought is in the back of fans' minds of, do I really want to go in and grab a drink during the five-minute mark of this Okada match could I be missing the finish? Could I be missing a major important part? You know, you're always going to have at some level, I know a main event of a show, whether it's a WWE show or New Japan show, TNA show, whatever it is, it, they're not going to be a, a six-minute main event. No, but here, here's where the perfect example. What does New Japan do that WWE doesn't do? They do a lot of tournaments. Yes. The G1, the New Japan Cup. Those are opportunities where Okada can win some of those, those block matches in the G1 in 12 minutes yes. as the main event. That's fine. He can roll over people, even if they're big matches. You know what? He beats Naito in 12 minutes in the G1. That's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. And it doesn't ruin Naito because he can go out there the next night and put on a classic. Right? The New Japan Cup, you have that same type of situation where maybe Okada runs through it, goes deep, or whatever the case yeah. may be. You can, you can gimmick this enough to where he can have those matches. You brought up a perfect example to me, and I didn't even think about it. It's what they've been doing with Brock Lesnar. Yes. With with only one F five needing they to beat the, a lot now, of people, it's unfortunate that it was Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman that had to be victims yes. to it. But they have been building the F five as a move that you don't need to hit three or four or five F fives to get a pin. No, they they've built it up as it takes one, and the moment that Roman Reigns kicks out of the first one at WrestleMania, Michael it's Cole is going deal. to go ballistic on the microphone, yes. and I'm going to yell back at the television. Oh my! He kicked out of the F five. No, really, thanks, Michael. Uh, it's going to be interesting because I, I think that. What carries... if they swerve us and Brock retains at Mania? Yeah, I don't think that's happening. That'd be a great but, swerve. Um, That'd be one of the best. Even, swerves. They don't even have anybody that can catch. That in. would be one of the best swerves of all time. You don't even have anybody that can catch in. But hold on, agree? That's one of the best swerves of all time. If that's what they do. Yes, that would shock people. Okay, that's good. That's what I want. But I think this also goes for moves. And I remember we talked about this a couple weeks back. I thought it was important that Sami Zayn actually won a match with a Blue Thunder Bomb. Oh, because he acts like every time he hits it, he's going to win the match, and he never does. Because this happens, and I, and, and I hate it, and it's one of those things where I'm not always this terribly nitpicky about the stuff because there, you are. There, there's a lot more. You're very I'm, nitpicky. Put it this way. Between the two of us, uh, yeah. I'm a lot more accepting of things as, quote, unquote, well, let's just wrestling. Uh, yes. And then you are. Yes, you are. So, and I am a lot more like you than compared to, let's say, the average fan. Correct. So, but like there's a, there's a sliding scale there. Yes. I tend to get upset about things a little bit. Easier than you do. But there are times when a wrestler hits a certain move or performs a certain move that has never won them a match at any point, yet they act like they're going to win. Or yet the announcers act like that's going to be it. And the Blue Thunder Bomb is one of them. And someone said from just a pure either storytelling standpoint, logic standpoint, athletic standpoint, 
Why do you continue to have moves in your arsenal that are supposed to be teased as finishers that never work? Right. Why do you keep using the sling blade if you never get a pin on it? Or why do you keep going for the pin after using a sling blade if you've never won a match with it? Same thing with the blue thunderbomb. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like there are moves like that where you can on TV. It has to be on TV because you can't do it at house shows. You have to do it on TV where you can win these lesser matches or win tag matches using your non-finisher to give the impression that it is possible to win a match with something other than your one finishing move. Right, and and to wrap this back into Okada, the point being is that fans have just grown so accustomed to during this title reign, which has just continued to be incredible, that he's going to go out there and you're going to get a 30-minute match from him. You just are, and it's going to take 30 minutes. Now, I, I and what was really, really interesting to me is, is I wanted to see what the response was from the lovely people over at Squared Circle, and I know we bring them up a bunch, but I was very intrigued to see what, what where their thought process was on this because that tends to be a pro-New Japan crowd over there, uh, myself included. I tend to spearhead a lot of the, the, that movement. Um, that I wanted to see what their response was to maybe Meltzer saying something or anybody in professional wrestling saying something a little bit negative about New Japan. And a lot of people are like, yeah, that, it's a good point. But here's the other thing that's really interesting to me. When I think of, of certain superstars in New Japan, when I think of Ishii, when I think of Shibata, when I think of, I'm trying to think of who else fits this mold, Suzuki, Suzuki could kill me. Yes, he could. He could, he could win a match in eight minutes, right? His, yes. The way he's booked and his style of wrestling, he could hit you with a move in eight minutes and expect to beat you. Okada, that's not the type of style he wrestles. He's more of a, I'm going to go... Wear as, you down. I'm going to go as long as I can because I know you can't keep up with me. That's his style. Yes. And we finally saw that style kind of blow back in his face, which was a tough thing for the American crowd to understand when he tied o- when he tied Omega. Yes. Because everyone was like, oh, it should have been Omega calling for the cover. Well, yes, but you're the American audience that won yes. that, that The point of that match was to say, this, this is how Okada has kept the title. He's worn people down. This is the first time somebody has kept pace okay. with him. And there are two quick points I want to make on that because I think that's a very good point. Uh, one, I think sometimes we forget and I say we, American wrestling fans, or I should say North American wrestling fans. Shout out to our lovely friends in Mexico and Canada that are also in the same boat. No, no, no. It's, the Olympics are going on. I hate them all. Yeah, that's right. I've got natural rivalry. There. Yep. Between us and Canada, clearly. New Japan is not our show. Nope. It's not it for us. It is a Japanese wrestling show. Yes. That is appealing to us because of all the things that it does athletically and all the things that it, it is, is the, not. Well, and it's all much the, about what it is, and it is what it is not. And all the things it does that WWE doesn't do. Correct. It's not our show. And I think sometimes there's the disconnect there, to, to your point, where people don't understand that... And, and we talked about this when we, when we were previewing Wrestle Kingdom. My main event was Jericho Omega. And, and the Japanese main well, event. And it was even my main event because I even said to you, Jericho Omega does a lot for me. I am more interested in Naito Okada because I have I have become one of these New Japan fans that I try to look at it from the perspective of who they're booking for. I, when I first started, had the American glasses on, right? I had the American, North American wrestling yes. goggles on when I was watching New Japan and I went, well, that doesn't make sense because that's how, how it would be done here and why did they do this, why did they do that? And then one day it just clicked. The, oh, this isn't for me. Yes. I am, I am looking at this from what would entertain me, but that's not who they're putting this show on for. I'm a proxy fan, right? They're getting me by yes. proxy. So that's the difference. Also, the art of a time limit draw has been lost. And it's a storytelling technique I think needs to be used more often, quite frankly. And, and it's, there are a lot of things that should be left in the past of old school wrestling as those were those worked in the 50s and 60s and 70s and they wouldn't work today and you know you, those need to stay there. I think the art of a time limit draw should come back though. It is a unique storytelling opportunity that when used correctly can basically make up for a lot of the 50-50 booking that we see on WWE television today. That, now, would, that would require them to acknowledge that their matches have time limits. Now, you can also overdo it. WWE all, overdoing something? You could also They've then take all that. your matches you win 50-50 then do a ton of time limit draws, and, or, or as they used to be called, broadways, and, and nobody will care at that point. But I think using 
And there's a unique storytelling technique that I think is completely ignored today. Except in and they haven't except in like the Cruiserweight Classic or the Mae Young Classic. Where the matches where the they time did limits time. and said, Hey, you got twenty minutes and that became a part of a story for not every match, now, a couple of matches. The problem with that was was as it was explained that if you hit the time limit, both competitors lost. Uh-huh. Which made for an unlikely scenario in which they were cutting matches out of their tournament, which we didn't anticipate they would be cutting matches Correct. out of. So but it needs to be more more unique, especially when you're looking for like instead of having somebody pin your champion in order to be a number one contender, what if the champion every once in a while, again, not every single month, but every you know, every couple months here they say, let's see if you can hang with me for twenty minutes. If you can just survive twenty minutes in the ring with me, I'll give you a title match. So wait a minute, you're saying and I'm glad I'm sitting down for this. You're saying that you can give out title matches without pinning your champion. Correct. I don't believe you. And in that N- case, show me the company then, that does that. In instances where your champion pins the challenger, he's out. That's it. He or she you is couldn't, out. You couldn't hang. You you don't get a chance. In other scenarios, you run to a draw, a 20 minute broad. Now again, will you tease a finish for both sides? Don't do this every time you no, want but a number every one contender. Once in a while, exactly. Again, for example, let's say Braun Strowman gets the title at some point here in 2018. What which, better, which better way be a part of the, my to, 2018 to find a worthy opponent for a big man like that? Again, you need a reality is is you either need you, you need you need the heel face dynamics still to do this because you, it's a little bit tough for babyface for the 20 time limit. It has to be like a John Cena style babyface, but or Strowman style. But saying, okay, I'm so dominant that I don't expect anybody to actually beat me because nobody can actually beat me. But if you can just survive, you can get a title shot. Right, and 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 I think that was the point that Meltzer was kind of making when talking about Okada is those are st- the things that we've all mentioned here are examples of storyline devices that you shouldn't use all the time. But every once in a while, the, whatever story you're telling kind of forces you in that direction. That's where they're at with Okada. He needs to beat yes. somebody in 12 minutes. And he's saying, once. I would go as far as you need to do it more than once because you once it could be written off as a fluke. If he does it twice, now that third time you see Okada defend the title, it's like, well, wait a minute. The last two times he beat somebody in 12 minutes, I better not go anywhere. I better I better get into this match a little early. And the, the point that, that was made was this is about the in-arena crowd. Correct. Because me at home, I, my eyes, Okada has a match, my eyes are glued to the television. Glued. It's more important for the in-arena crowd, but it matters to everybody in totality. Right, so I, I think uh, it was a bit of an interesting thing. And now, I have not seen the match. I don't know how long this one goes. I'm assuming if we're bringing this up, this goes about 30 minutes. I don't know. Um, so we learned something else during this New Beginning show. This is not a spoiler that I have uh, got spoiled for me. I actually saw this live. Um, Strong Style Evolved in March. Mr. Ray Mysterio is going to be there. He's fighting Jushin Thunder Liger. Yes, that'll be... I, the, the phrase... Dream match gets thrown around a lot. This is where it applies. In terms of, now again, this match taking place 15 years ago would have been ideal. True. So, I mean, this is very much on the bottom end of career arcs. Can I... But it's still a match that everybody wanted to see at some point. Can I make a statement that will probably... uh, You will agree with. It'll make the internet mad? Our fans in the internet will be mad. Okay. This is more of a dream match at this point. Than Taker-Sting? No, than Taker-Cena oh, and Taker-Sting. Correct. Because of the state... Because Jushin, they can both still work. Yeah. Well, Mysterio can still work. Liger can mostly still work. Liger can work more... Shorter matches. Liger can work more than I think Taker can. I'd agree with that. Or and, Sting. And Even I, Sting pre And Mysterio can still go as Cena can still go. So the edge goes to, I think Liger can work more yes. than Taker can. Correct. So I'm more excited for Mysterio Liger than I am Cena Taker. And there's no build to it. He came up on the screen and said, New Japan, I'm coming. That's it. That was literally all he said. And I'm interested. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. It's Again, it's it's a match people wanted to see a long time ago. It's a match people still want to see. It's Is it going to be as good as it could have been 10 years ago? Of course it's oh, not. I still think it's going to be really but good. But I still think it's going to be worth your time. What's it going to be an undercard match on a stacked show? Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to get the crowd hot. Because Mysterio can go. And he's going to carry the match. Yes, which is remarkable considering how many knee surgeries he's had. He looked great at the Rumble. He really really did. So those are the two things from New Beginning. Now we get get to go from one extreme to the other. Uh, Monday Night Raw tonight, Mm. live from, I believe they're in San Jose, California. 
David, ba- can you confirm Bailey's what? hometown? Oh, Bailey. So she's so I so she's losing her match tonight against Sasha Banks, right? Well, she is. Because you because you never win in your you don't hometown. win in your hometown. You never win. You don't win in your hometown, pal. The SAP Center, one week away from us being able to go see yes. Raw live in person. That should be very interesting. When we preview on Monday, next Monday, Raw, it'll be an interesting preview because we're going to talk about it more from the perspective of being at the arena than we are like well, what we want to see. The preview will be fairly normal, but the, 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 the re- show yeah, is going to be a little different. Our, our Tuesday show and both of our Wednesday shows are going to be very interesting because we're going to have a lot of nuggets to talk about, a lot of things we saw in the arena. That you wouldn't have seen on TV, right, right, right. We'll get the, the uh, benefit of seeing on weekly television. Do you think I'm going to be able to have as much success getting chance over as I was at the NXT house no. show? Okay, you don't you think I, I am certain of it. You're certain that I'm going to struggle? Yes. Okay. Should I teach people how to do the delete gesture? Is that something we want to take upon ourselves? It's really awkward when that happens there. Uh, you should. Uh, we, we need to have like a – we need Reddit's help on this. We, we, it, we this need, has to be a community movement. Yeah, we, we need there to be a concerted effort to fix the delete chant. To be what it always was and to be done exactly the way Matt Hardy does it. Yeah. See, if, if only Matt Hardy could cut a promo explaining the delete gesture and the, other than the last needs to be like a how-to. He could do that for the YouTube. How to delete. Because yeah. right now... It's got a whole different connotation with the way it's being used in some audiences. Yeah. Although, to be fair, none of those fans, I think, are doing it maliciously, despite it like looking really I bad. I believe the vast majority of them are not. I do believe some are taking advantage of the opportunity to do something that would normally be socially right. uh, frowned upon. Taking the opportunity to be stupid. Correct. Yes, clearly. Uh, so the big thing tonight, Jamie, is the uh, we're getting the four superstars competing in the how do we get Finn Balor into the Elimination Chamber. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, the second chance match on Monday Night Raw tonight. WWE, big on second chances. Except, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Um, so Finn Balor. Except for the, the former Cruiserweight champion yeah. of the world. Uh, Finn Balor, Woken, Matt Hardy, Apollo Crews, Bray Wyatt in a fatal four-way match. I don't know if it's elimination or not. Uh, it's a second chance. If it's chance. a fatal four-way, it's not an elimination. It could be a fatal four-way elimination match. I know, We've but we've had that, those it, before. Okay, this is where WWE needs to get their you-know-what together. Because back in the day, a fatal four-way meant first fall to a finish. Or it was a called a four-way elimination match. The fatal part was you're basically a- sudden death. You are asking them to remember what they did five years ago. They don't know what they've... Do you know how many times they've rewritten the show since we've started uh, our show today? We are 17 minutes into our show. Do you know how many rewrites have already occurred for Raw tonight in the 17 uh, minutes? A lot. Many. So, this will determine the final entrant in the men's elimination chamber match. Also, again, known as the how do we get Finn Balor into the Elimination Chamber match. Oh, he just beats everyone that he uh, that already lost their match. Uh, and, I, and I brought this up at the time. I think I brought this up last Tuesday. Why did you do this to Finn Balor? Now he doesn't look as strong going into the chamber. Kind of like the time where they made Finn Balor take 18,000 approximately choke slams from Kane. And right then never, they were supposed to put him in a feud with Brock Lesnar. And then they never got him the heat back. Yes. He never like, made a comeback. You mean comeback. like that? You like that. That's exactly what I'm referencing. Um, Kurt Angle announces that Bailey's going to square off against Sasha Banks because, um, well, I guess because of that backstage promo. Was it two weeks ago? It was last week. Was it last week? Yes. Well, she was, wow. Yeah, last week for all was, uh, was one, uh, one to, uh, not to remember. Uh, I don't know why they're giving this away now. Oh, no, you, you explained why. Oh, no, I do why. know, actually. You know, you're right. I do you, know. You explained why. They literally have no idea what they're doing with their women. Yeah, that's exactly what On both shows, by the way. They have oh, no yeah. Idea. Why is it that Charlotte has no feud on SmackDown? No feud. She's well, your world champion. Okay. She's your bow cow. She's the future Hall of Famer. She has no feud. Future Hall of Famer. So yeah. she's a future Hall of she's Famer. She's going into the Hall of Fame. By the way, I had a dream the other night. Oh, God. Kofi Kingston won the world title. It was great. Oh. It was the greatest dream That's ever. the only place where it will happen. He won your dreams. the world title. He was entering the match as the world champion. It was fantastic. Um, the Ring of Honor world champion? I would be okay with that. He should be a world champion in some promotion. Um... NWA world champion, Billy Corgan. Isn't James Ellsworth fighting for the NWA title? Sure. I, you expect me to know what NWA is up to right now? I'm lucky I can get through WWE's product on a weekly basis. So the point I was going to make is, with Charlotte, I wonder if they are... They're stalling till Mania, but the problem no, no, is no, they've been stalling no, for two months. Stalling? They have a fast lane pay-per-view that they have to get to. Stalling? They're stalling on the fast lane to WrestleMania? Oh, boy. But you're, again... You're welcome. As the point where it was made... It's one thing to say, okay, we're going to stall for Mania. 
They haven't had anything for her for two months. This is not a stalling for Mania thing. Oh, you just mean, don't have anything. Oh, you mean like the fact that Alexa Bliss hasn't defended the women's championship since October? Yeah, your your women your women's where's champions that, on that, all shows. Where's that thirty day rule? Also, who hasn't defended his U.S. title yet? He's no longer the U.S. champion, <laughs> and he's going to get the lovely opportunity tomorrow I, night I, to be put I am into so, their their shows are so bad. Um, I'm sorry, like that's so bad. That Ziggler thing is the perfect thing. That's quintessential WWE. So Sasha wins this match tonight. Does she turn heel? Like she I would like heel her a while to. ago, by the way. Oh uh, yes. Um, but again, the timing's weird. It is. What's next for Seth Rollins? I have no clue. We literally had multiple pieces on this, this last week. I have no idea what's next for Seth Rollins. I can't think of something mm-hmm. that's next for Seth Rollins. Clearly, they are they are nothing over the next two Raws. So tonight's Raw and next Monday's Raw is going to have any impact on the WrestleMania pay-per-view. And this is why, to Jamie's credit, he brings up the point of don't have pay-per-views between now and WrestleMania because they just feel unimportant. Now, I would argue that every WWE pay-per-view feels unimportant because of the way they book, but... But to be fair, I thought I thought this when the product was good. Like, just, I thought... This is a thought I've had since I started watching although WWE. Although, they did have one of the greatest title changes in WWE history at No Way Out, which was in between... And... I think the best match of Dean Ambrose's career was the match. Oh, that was not a pay-per-view. That was a network special roadblock. What's the, the difference? That is Dean Ambrose's best work on the main roster. That was the best match of his career. Not even close. It's the best match of his career. I, I will go as far as to say it's his best work because I think the promos and stuff beforehand. Yes, I, I put, I'm putting big picture. Yes. Storytelling match. Yeah, that's, that's his payoff. best work on the that main roster. It's not even close. He yes. should have won the title that night. And it's not nothing against Roman. He should have won the no, title last night because it was the best story. Yeah. No, no, no. I meant oh, the yeah, reason Roman, why. Triple H right, right. Yeah, yeah. He but should yeah. have won, and it should have been a triple threat. They got me for a second. I thought they were going to do it, even though I entered the match thinking there's a zero percent chance he wins. They just I, they got me for a little bit because that was the best. Like the the psychology of that match, everything about it was was awesome. But but yes, for the, for me, I don't like having you. You can have these awesome. Like Raws and SmackDown shows, if you need to have some like big event show, you feel like between, or that's maybe a good time to to talk with NBC about like a Saturday Night's main event or Which something done that's in a quasi pay per view, um, where you're not you're not it's not booked like a regular pay per view, it's booked more like a Raw. But you're you working Saturdays this week, pal. But do something like that. Uh, I, I just I feel like because what happens is you have this huge build for the Royal Rumble, sure. Which again, with all due respect to SummerSlam, is the second biggest pay per view of the year. But is it the biggest party in the summer? No, it is not. Because it's in January. Exactly. <laughs> it's the second biggest pay per view of the year to SummerSlam. It is a lot of people's favorite pay per view of the year. Uh, it is my favorite pay per view. It of is the mine year. as well. You have all this momentum that's built into it, and then coming out of it with your Royal now Royal Rumble plural winners. Despite it being booked so poorly this year. But the problem is, is you kill all of that momentum because you can't pay off what you've been doing on your Royal Rumble show at your next pay-per-view. No, you're saving it for But Mania. if you don't take that, if you take that pay-per-view out, you can still slowly build because you don't have, you can make a, uh, an impromptu title match. You can make things feel more organic because th- there's a formulaic build to what we look at pay-per-views now. Especially with a gimmick pay-per-view, which we've seen in the last five years, like an Elimination Chamber. It's not even a No Way Out or... Roadblock into the line. It is a gimmick pay per view with elimination chambers. You have to put a major feud in your elimination chamber. And now you have two chamber matches you have to fill. Back to the original question at hand What is Seth Rollins going to do? I don't know because I don't think they're going to go over the everybody gets in the IC title match thing. I think they might just go Finn Miz. So, okay, my and, and where we where we got off on the tangent was I said that I don't think anything is going to happen between now and the Elimination Chamber over the next two Raws for Seth. And I, I think that goes across the board for any of their major Mania matches. You're not going to see any build over the next two weeks. On the Raw side of things, the night after Elimination Chamber, that's it. That's when it all starts because they don't have another pay-per-view. They can spend the next however many weeks they have a television booking towards WrestleMania Booking towards Roman Lesnar, booking towards Finn Miz, booking towards whatever they're going to do with Braun Strowman, whatever they're going to do with Seth Rollins. But honestly, last year for Seth, it was an injury that that made us wonder if we were going to not have him at WrestleMania. And, and the year before that, he missed WrestleMania yeah. because of an injury. That was the uh, WWE 24 where it was him and Cesaro in the box. This year? I worry about him making WrestleMania just in a... like. They'll find something for him, but it's not going to matter. I know. I think uh, what I think happened 
is they were going to do Seth Dean, and Dean was going to turn heel, and Dean got hurt. Well, they were clearly going to have the Shield run for a while, and they were clearly going to have the Shield break up again. Because oh, that's, that's how you do that's that. what it is. We talked about this last week. I couldn't remember what the other prediction you made was that was wrong. It was that. That was it. Was that that Rome that the Shield will still be together when Roman challenges for the belt of Mania? I told you you were out of your mind. Well, if they were still together now, they might have had to. I, 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 by the way, I still think that would have made sense. Well, we'll never but know. Sorry, we'll I'm right, know. you're wrong. No, no, no. You don't get to be right. It's an incomplete. You have no idea. You can't. You just don't get to give out incompletes. I no, would... I don't. When something happens, again, it's like when you make a sports bet and the game gets rained out. I wasn't wrong don't when bet. I bet the over. Don't bet, kids. I wasn't wrong that Gambling I bet the over. Bad. And you're like, no, well, they scored no runs that game because the game didn't start. Well, no. That's you. No, it's not me. Because in that case, the game started. The, the shield basically didn't exist. Raw, the, the, the show the goes on. Exist. The show the goes on. Exist. Survivor Roman got sick. Dean got hurt. In your the shield didn't in exist. your example, Survivor Series wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. Then you get your money back. Survivor Series happened. Junior Mahal did not fight Brock Lesnar. I win. Sorry. That, and, that is a. I'll at least give you a little bit of credit for that one. I'm not giving you credit for the shield stuff because that's not that's not even a thing. Didn't happen. Should it didn't exist. Gone. The gender, the gender stuff is is, and the Cena winning the Rumble are are, are two not great looks for you. What's the yeah, other, not great? I, I, yeah, I just shot it. What's the other prediction? What's the one that you just recently made? Oh, what's the one that we that we have made? to keep it, keep eyes on? It's I not, don't remember. It's not the two hundred five live isn't a thing. In, oh no, it is. No, it's, it's two hundred five live. Won't be a thing in twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, with Triple H at the helm now, you're you're gonna you're gonna continue to. Double that was down. a wild card in there. Well, Johnny Gargano's going to win the Cruiserweight title soon. I'm okay with that. And by the way, I don't hate that now. Well, because I know that Triple H is going to take good care of him up there. Gargano, Andrews, Ricochet. If Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa. Ruins his they WrestleMania might, you know, moment. They, they might decide to pay that off at 205 Live. I don't know if I, I, if I like that or dislike that. I don't really have a strong opinion about that right now, uh, to be honest with you. But it's something that I could see them trying to pay that off there. They need to... Get the stigma away from two hundred five live. They need to. They need to scrub that clean. And the only way you could do that is by putting legitimate star power on that show. Well, we're gonna get a chance to see what it looks like in two weeks because I think they're gonna be out of first round matchups at that point. No. One week. Sorry, did I say two weeks? You did say two weeks. One week. Well, you have two weeks of two hundred five live. Tomorrow. Oh, sorry. What technically one week? No, we have, we have eight days. So how many how many tournament shows have we had so far? Two. Two. So actually, Today, this week will be third. This will be the fourth. We are going to be at the last of the first. Correct. Round. So we're not going to get to see what the second round. No, like. but we're going to get a lot of. We're still. We have a lot of TBDs. Do we though? I think we still still a couple TBDs. Tazawa isn't on this show this week. I'm. Oh, he is on the show this week. Yeah. Look at the bracket. I think there's. Is the, the, the bracket la- out? Well, think of the bracket somebody made. Oh. And it looks sure. like I believe there are a lot of TBDs. By the final, way, one of the harder show. words to ever spell is cruiserweight. It is. Like it's it just it looks it looks wrong every time, just like I, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, you, you have a problem with Alexa. Alexa. You also have a problem with spelling Braun Strowman's first name. Which is it, I I you want you're gonna give out incompletes. I'm giving myself an incomplete. You yelled at me for spelling Braun Strowman's name right. I didn't even submit the article yet. I hadn't even proofread. It was a, it was a typo. Two hundred five live, cruiserweight. Uh, cruiser. I spelled it wrong again. Cruiserweight tournament bracket. You think somebody somebody posted one? Where, where I is, swear I've seen it. Where have you seen it? Oh, okay, here we go. I think you showed it to me. No, that's inaccurate. Uh, no, you did. It was uh, You definitely showed it to me. That's inaccurate. There was a bracket that somebody made. Okay, so here is the roster. Okay, this is this is a great story by Kate Shed Seats that puts together. Here, I'm going to read you the roster of 205 Live. Akira Tozawa, Arya Davari, Cedric Alexander, Drew Gulak, Gentleman Jack Gallagher, Grand Metalik, Kadeo Atami, Kalisto, Lindsay Dorado, Mustafa Ali, Neville, Noam. Okay, here we go. Let's stop talking. All right. Can so you send this to me? Where's it was not wrestling in because you showed this to me. It's... I did not show this to you. So you had TJP defeated Tyler Bate, Cedric Alexander defeated Grand Metalik, Kalisto defeated Lindsay Dorado, Roderick Strong defeated Atami, Tozawa versus Andrews, and Nice versus Gulak. Okay. Then there's TBA. There, right. TBA, TBA, those TBA, are, TBA. Those are not all. Those are not I, all people. I didn't say they were all going to be oh, okay, okay, new okay, people, okay. but there could there's a potential to have one or two. So now let's go. I don't know why we're doing this on a Monday. Well, here we are. So let's go down this path. Tazawa's in. Yes. Davari is one of the guys they can pick from. Alexander's in. Gulak is in. Yeah, Gulak, Nice, Tazawa, Andrews. Okay, don't do this, this to week. me. I'm doing this in. Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Was he already in the tournament? Gallagher is not in the tournament yet. So he. Well, I'm going to put him on the list too. 
Metalik was already in. Atami yes. was already in. Yes. Kalisto was already in. Yes. Dorado was already in. Was yes. Ali already in? Mustafa? Uh, no, Mustafa was not already in. He was not. So that put him over there. That's potential. Neville. He's. He, I want to. I'm gonna. If he can return, he's yes. a two. He's on the list of probably not. Um, Noam Dar, who's hurt. Rich Swan. I do not. Nope. I Next. Do, uh, yeah. The Brian Kendrick, who's hurt. Hurt. TJP is already in it. In. And Tony Nice, who's in. So we only have three people. And that includes Neville. No, three people without Neville. It's Gallagher, Gallagher, Davari, and Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali, yeah. So those three, and then one surprise person. If they even go with those three. Yes. Triple H could... Well, said, like I said, one or two surprises. Thank you for proving me correct. Next yep. topic. Um, does Alexa Bliss follow up what she did last no. week? Okay. No, they're, they're going to... They're going to at least not the way we'd want them to, because now they're teasing this weird Alexa Bliss, Mickey James thing. I don't even know what, the, what word to use to describe what it is. It's not really a relationship. It's not really a partnership. It's not really a team. She just, it's there. Well, she helped, was, she, was it Mickey James, right? Yes. She helped Mickey James out last week, so I wonder if. Yeah. If. She's she, looking for allies. I mean, that's that's the story I think they're trying to tell, but that's That's boring. the way I've that's interpreted boring, it. boring, man. Hey, that's boring. I don't know what to tell you. Boring. Uh, who does Braun Strowman kill this week? Hopefully everybody. I, that's, my, that's what I wrote in the story. I just want him to kill everybody every week. Unfortunately, it might be like Finn Balor, which makes me sad. Oh, he just, be, just so, beats the winner of the match? The winner of the match should also have to enter the chamber first. I agree. Like, they should be one of the two that start the match. Correct. Because you took... For you took two chances to get in. Correct. You have to start the match. You have to run the table. Braun Strowman has to be in number five. No, no, no. Braun Strowman needs to start the match. No, nah, see, I don't. I think Strowman I needs to kill people. No, because you you can't have him. I, I I'm okay if he comes in anywhere between three and five. I don't think he can start the match. I think it's bad news. I still the have the. I still can't wrap my head around of how they're getting him out of this match. I like the idea of him coming in five. Nobody being eliminated yet, and. Just he is the pod closest to Elias. Like that was basically playing off of your core idea and trying to like tweak it slightly. Play the guitar. Where it just it's like slow strum and you can just like there's just cuts of Braun Strowman side eyeing Elias yeah, the just, whole time, and the second it hits zero, he kicks the glass out from his pod, and then kicks the glass in on Elias's pod and like breaks the guitar over his back. Because you can't break it over their head anymore. But how? I'm worried about Braun taking a pin here. Everybody's hitting the finisher. No, uh, I'm worried about it too. I think there's a lot of people take the finisher here. I think you're gonna get a super Cena F F. I guess it's F F U anymore. Uh, a uh, it's an, an attitude adjustment. Yeah, uh, geez, get with the program. It's oh a family friendly program. Uh, it's the attitude adjustment, which by the way isn't really family friendly. I'm gonna adjust your attitude. That doesn't physically. Seem, yeah, it doesn't seem. Don't very, look up five knuckle shuffle in the Urban Dictionary either. This is true. They never address that. <laughs> Somebody told that to John Cena once, and he didn't have really a reaction to it. Um, I, I, I am with you. I can. Im, I'm imagining that he's going to take multiple finishers, and then multiple superstars are going to pile on top of him. And that's awful. I hate it. There's no other way to get him out of the match unless you bring in Triple H. Or tonight, he somehow gets removed from the match. Ooh, and goes on a rant. I. I I don't like. The problem is, I like it. The problem is, is you, you got it. You can't go to the rampage card too much. Uh, my counter is he's Braun Strowman. I know, but you can't go to the rampage card because what do you do for the next seven weeks? Like no, 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 no. He just just destroy stuff for weeks until Triple H comes back. This is a continuous Again, thing. Again, I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that if that's their plan. But I think if you're going to do that, you might as well just have Triple H cost him the match and then have Braun Strowman start destroying things until Triple H comes back. I'm okay with that as well. I think I think the easiest way out of this match that makes Strowman still look strong and, and leads to an intriguing future no, storyline... No, 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 no. The point of the match is to make Roman look strong. Is to have Not Triple Strowman, H involved. You're mixing up your... Strowman and Roman? Strowman and Roman. Uh, the I'm going <laughs> to... Is there any... Is there any chance Strowman wins? No, sure. is there any chance oh. that Roman doesn't win? Sure. Sure, Finn could win. More stuff about this steroid stuff could come out. By the way, win. how big of a swerve? We're talking about the biggest swerve of all time. Finn wins the chamber? Is Finn winning and then taking on AJ Styles and Shinsuke challenging Lesnar? 
just swerve up okay. everybody. Now I know this. I is- haven't. I told you. I don't. I don't think this is happening. This is like you know when you do bold predictions at the beginning of the season, and it's stuff you don't actually believe which, is going which to happen. Season? You just said like, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, like NFL and that. Sure. MLB. You work for a sports company. It's literally all over the I place. I talk about wrestling every day. Uh. Where you don't really believe it's going to happen, but, but there's, there's like a quarter of a percent chance that it's real. Yeah, that like could when happen. you said Jordy Nelson was going to win the NFL MVP, he was in, he was off to a great start those first three weeks. He, look well, again, he was off to a great start those first three weeks. You have to justify. Then he got hurt. Every, he got hurt, and then Rogers got hurt. So is that an incomplete then? No, it was wrong. Okay. Because he got hurt. Well, boy, it looked good when he was catching two touchdowns on opening weekend. Um, but sometimes you you have to go out and be bold. Yes. My bold prediction is that I still haven't ruled out them going where if they now things have to happen away. This is not going to be their storyline. Something probably real life would have to happen for this to change. But I wouldn't rule out Shinsuke Lesnar. I think that that is a that match is still a draw too. I'm going to give you two options: two former IW, or just go Lesnar, Styles, uh, Nakamura, and Finn Balor in a fatal four way for the the new IWGP World Title that yeah. you're designed to make. So, I'm going to give you two options. You tell me what's more... uh, Likely to happen? No. What's more attractive to the casual... Casual... Not you or not. You are Casual fan. Casual fan. AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship with Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. That is the path we're going down now. Or this alternative WrestleMania where you have Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor for the WWE Universal Champion. And, I'm sorry. Brock, Brock Lesnar versus Shinsuke Nakamura Finn and Finn versus AJ. Um, I believe it's more likely the match that includes Roman Reigns is going to be more popular among the casual fan base than the match that does not include Roman Reigns. Okay. Uh, but I do believe the actual story they could tell in a Shinsuke-Brock Lesnar feud could has the potential... Here's put it this way. The ceiling on that match, in terms of generating buzz, both before and after, what is are you higher. What are you doing over there? Um, is this in the, is this? Yeah, whatever you're I, doing, it's making an incredible amount of I noise in my ears. I am literally just like folding up a piece of plastic. Okay. I don't know life. if that's going to come through on Off the podcast, the side. but I can absolutely hear it. It is further away from, I like, guess, a decent distance away from the mic. Oh my! It sounds like you're crumpling paper over there. It's a the, decent distance away from the mic. This is a hot mic. All right, whatever. I think the, the potential to create buzz is there's a higher ceiling for Nakamura Lesnar, but there's also a lower floor for, when compared to Reigns Lesnar. Okay. I tend to think that the uh, the latter of the two that I mentioned is is the more popular one, but I, I think the I think the former is fine as well. Uh, Jamie, I'm going to read you a question from the official WWE.com Raw preview, and I would like you to answer it honestly. Okay. Uh-oh. You have not prepped this, right? You've not seen this? No, I have no idea. Is Nia Jax primed to end Asuka's undefeated streak? Uh, no. Okay. That's what I thought your answer was going to be. On a scale of 1 to 10, no. Here's another question I have. It's not you. happening. By the way, this match shouldn't happen. Well, okay. We, we are living in the world where it is going to happen, I, I know. so we just have to accept it. We need, we need something to happen that makes it not happen. We have three matches on the, on the Elimination Chamber card. Can you get me more matches? What else are they going to do? Well, keep in mind, you're probably only going to need to have two more matches on the card because of how long these chamber matches are. So five are. matches? Yeah. I right, think I got, five matches. So then I got your two other ones. Uh, don't, don't we have a tag title match that has to be happening? So we're, get, we're getting Cesaro Sanders versus the club. Yeah. So, right? Cool. Okay. Then my other thought would be we're getting Bray Wyatt, Woken, Matt Hardy on pay-per-view. Okay. Your silence is I, deafening. I, I, I'm, I'm so disenfranchised with that storyline right now. I, I can't even begin to describe to you how disappointed I am and where that is. No, you, you have described how disappointed you are I can't every even time I ask I just, you I, on the show. I don't even have the energy to, to even rehash it today. We have come up with a really cool thing for the baseball season. Now, this <laughs> is, this, this is going to get lost on a lot of the people that listen to the show, but if you're a baseball fan uh, and you know who Matt Harvey is, the Mets pitcher, not Matt Hardy, but Matt Harvey – uh, and you, uh, if you follow baseball, you know that he is a mess. Yes, he's got injury history. Yes. He's got other history. So we are calling him Broken Matt Harvey for the rest of the season. So I'm going to get working. I think our, I'm going to get our graphics department working on uh, putting Matt Hardy's face with the hair. Kind of like the front page of Reddit has Lesnar with the Lesner hair. with the hair, yeah. Uh, the so, reigning defending Broken World Champion. No, no, no. It's the reigning deleting uh. universal champion, Brock Lesnar. Uh, so yeah, so we came up with that earlier today. Jamie, anything else before we get out of here on a Monday? Anything else? Not really. Really? You got uh, nothing? Did you I'm, watch any other wrestling over the weekend? Anything at all? No. 
You're just the worst, man. You're just I watched worst. a little bit of SummerSlam 2002. Why? Why? Like, you, there's so much other stuff going on. It's a good card. Um, I mean, we should, we should touch on Ivory getting into the, the WWE Hall sure, of Fame. Sure, Ivory's going into the WWE Hall of Fame. That's nice. A little before your time in watching wrestling. Oh, you and I have discussed this at length. The Hall of Fame doesn't do anything for me. Uh, and there's only certain, there will only be a certain handful of people that will make me want to tune in for the Hall of Fame. Angle was one. Goldberg isn't an, isn't another. I, I don't have that same connection with Goldberg Dudleys. that a lot of other people have. Dudleys, Dudleys do anything for you? No, they do not. Okay. I love the, love the Dudleys. I one love of the greatest tags of all time. They don't do anything for me from the Hall of Fame. I, I've said this before. When Taker goes in, that to me is one that you got to watch. That's that's one that you need to you'd be around for. Right, uh, Cena obviously is another one. Do you? Kofi Kingston is a third. You're not happening. Uh, sidebar tangent here. Okay. And, and this I'm, is I'm, what you do. By the well. way, this whole this from here on point, this is gonna be nothing but nonsense going forward. Um, do you read anything into the lack of kayfabing that Undertaker's been doing recently? Do you read anything into we're finally starting to see official WWE? videos, promos, segments where we are getting Mark Calloway and not The Undertaker because that is a character that even that they've always protected even saying in the deal what they did with Behind the Mat or Beyond the Mat with Beyond the Mat that they could not capture and use any film of The Undertaker out of character. Yeah, it's the Do one character they protected that? the most. I'm thinking about the, the, the WrestleMania 24. I'm thinking about some of the other stuff. Do you think... Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe it means nothing. Uh, yes and no. I'm, not, I'm, unlike most of the wrestling world, I am not convinced that he is fighting at Mania. Yes, in the sense of it's obviously a, a major change from the way things used to be. Correct? Correct. I mean, this is the first time we've seen anything like this, so obviously it's something to take note of. Uh, the reason I say no is because those things are occurring on the network, and the network is a different beast. It's a different audience. That audience it is, knows. But they've never done that with him on the network or on DVDs or on ESPN. Like it, it's one of the weird – it's the, one of the only gimmicks they have tried to protect from day one. I mean the Flair 30 for 30 is another example. Um, no, I don't read too much into it. It, it. There's something there. I think it may mean – I mean it may mean – it may mean nothing. It, I, it very well may mean Here's nothing. what I think it means. I think it means one way or the other he's getting close to retiring so they don't feel they don't feel the need to 100% protect the character anymore because they know that the the quote-unquote juice is running out of that character. So they don't need to – they don't in the back of their minds think we have Taker for another five years. We need to protect the character, right? They don't have that feeling anymore. So they're slowly starting to peel the curtain back a little bit with him and they're giving you these nuggets whether it's the flare 30 for 30. He was in that, right? I'm not mis- – Yes. Okay. Yeah, he had one – he, there were a lot of things done, but they only used one clip. Okay, because I, I for sure thought I saw him. No, no, he was in the – yeah, he had one clip in the 30 for 30. And then the, the WWE 24 about WrestleMania. He I was think, prominent in that one. And he was very much out of character in that one. Yes. I mean, I don't think there was ever a point that he was in character in that one. I can't, I can't remember anything off the top of my head that way. So, I know I don't read too much into it, but I do think it, it means something. Uh, okay, anything else? Last Ivory, thing. Ivory going into the Hall of Fame. Last thing. Okay. Um, there were some... Oh, com- no, I'm going to no, sidebar you. you. Okay. Sidebar. We haven't had a new being the Elite in like a week and a half. I know, I'm and, sad. And I don't think Bullet Club's fine, Jamie. It, it's fine. Have you not listened nope. to Cody Rhodes? It I is think, fine. I think things are a little complicated. No, nope. Bullet Club is fine. I think it's still a little rough. Okay, Everything go Everything is fine. Uh, I was listening to uh, a... I forgot who's, which podcast it was over the weekend. So you can't even, you can't even give him the proper shout out. Yes, I, I apologize. But they were talking about the new day. Somebody just sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you again, but somebody Jeez, just somebody just brought up the idea of Bailey turning heel tonight, and not Sasha. That would be the. I, I don't know what that does for. Anybody. I know, but that'd be the worst idea ever. Sorry, continue. I apologize. I'll no, stop. No, you know what? I'll save that for tomorrow. No, no, come on. I gotta know now. Okay, they're talking about the new day. That was so how, easy to get that. And how, and how stale they have kind of been as an act recently. Oh, you mean future Hall of Famer Kofi Kingston in the new day? Yes. Okay. Oh, so you so, agree, Kofi Kingston Hall of Famer? Nice. In the New Day. No, 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 just by himself. <laughs> As we've said a million times, in the New Day. Do you feel like they are doing enough now, or do you feel like it's they're mailing? Because this this particular person on podcast felt like they were mailing it in, that they were doing basically just trying to pop themselves and not doing really anything special. Here's what you need to do. 
I think, and I don't mean this, this is going to sound different than the way I mean it. The New Day has run its course as a major player in the tag team title scene. And what I mean by that is there's no value in the belts being on them anymore because I don't, you're going to need to keep the belts on them too long to have them then give them to somebody and get them over. Right? Because honestly, you put the belts on the New Day, you do that because of the pop that somebody gets when they beat the New Day, right? Yes. So that means it's going to take you a while to get to that point where people want to see the New Day lose the belts or have a team that they're looking forward to seeing beat the New Day, like a Rusev Day, for example. So I think they've, they've, they've kind of outgrown the tag team division despite being a trio, despite being a group. they got to start going for the U.S. title. And it needs to become a story where they each take a run at it, where they each get into a feud for the U.S. title. And... I think at the end of it all, Biggie's the one that conquers it. Yes, because that's the guy that has the that to me has the biggest box office appeal. Yes, he has the mo- the most up singles upside of anybody on that. With all due respect to your your boy Kofi, oh, he's Kingston, a little older. You, he's the grandpa. He's the, the greatest group. wrestler that's ever played or ever wrestled in the that's world. That's not accurate. Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler of all time. That's a hot thing. That's he's he's not. I that's a, that was just me being uh, being me but speak by the way tie this up into a nice little bow okay. because that's I'm a professional that's what I do because going back to our first conversation that we had about New Japan and, and audiences that's why for me the most over wrestler in my mind in my headspace in the world is Kenny Omega where the best wrestler of the year was Kajushka Okada but to me even though I know what Okada did, and I've watched those matches, oh, I've, I, we, I'm yeah. more Omega is more over in my head than Okada is. Yes, I mean and Okada that, that clearly the was the best wrestler. The North American clearly. audience, correct, and that talks about the difference between the North American audience. Despite and the, the FRS Slam staff saying otherwise, Kazuchika uh, Okada was clearly the best wrestler of the year, but Omega is probably more over because of his international appeal. To, that, but they said that's to me. And the difference between where Omega sits... I love Okada, though. He's so over. He is, but he's more over in Japan than he is in North America. Yeah, yeah. Now, probably. again, he's still very over here. I'm, again, you're splitting hairs at the top he's a, he, he could immediately walk into WWE and be a top star in terms of pop. Initially, they, they would have to take some time. They would have to do all the things they haven't done for Shinsuke. Which is explain who the hell this person is. For everyone who for everyone who wants like Omega and Okada and like Naito and like in all these fantasy worlds that people live in where they want these guys to go to WWE, just look at what they did to Shinsuke. Why do you want that? The difference is Omega can get himself over with this. Because Omega's more ingrained in the North American. Also, let's pro be, wrestling let's scene. let's not beat around the bush here. Omega can speak English fluently. And I think when we're talking I, that, about... I think that's a crutch, though. Nakamura has more personality than anybody. I agree, but the problem is is he, he need, Nakamura needs help from the announcers and needs help from the people around him to help so explain... So that's not Nakamura's fault. I didn't say it's Nakamura's fault. It's specifically not Nakamura's fault. I'm talking about... But where Kenny Omega can get on the mic for 15 minutes and tell you his background if he feels like WWE or the announcers aren't doing it justice. Sure. He can get on the mic and explain where he's been, where he's from, like AJ Styles has done, like Finn Balor has done. He can do that. Nakamura can't right now. Not, not in a way... Not in a way that's going to connect... I like Nakamura's promos. I don't think I, I think there's something refreshing about short, sweet jabs from somebody that is you know is English is not their first language, but they know enough to like to, to needle at you a little mm-hmm. bit. They know enough to get under your skin a little bit and then the sly smile. I like that. I think that is so different than what we than these long twelve minute soliloquies that they ask from all the wrestlers to open the show. Soliloquies. That I like that. And I think that's beneficial to him. The problem is is he needed people to once he got called up from NXT to explain his background. Where he is he from? Why is he a rock star? What is this history? What does King of Strong Style mean? What does that mean to an average WWE no, fan? He's WWE's resident rock star. Whatever. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. You know who WWE's resident rock star is? It's Chris Jericho because he's actually a rock star. No, that's New Japan for wrestling wrestling superstar Chris Jericho. So, like, what does that mean? Do you know who is the the resident rock star? It's Elias because that's his gimmick. What does that mean? He's actually the drifter, not the rock star. Although they they had, by the way, Elias was on uh, Edge and Christian's podcast was 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 pretty good. It was interesting to hear him talk because he is somebody. I've completely sidebarred the show now. 
he is somebody that I didn't know a lot about his background. We may run into overtime even though I was not expecting us to. Because I don't know a lot about his background. Like a lot of these guys where it's like Zane or, or Owens or Styles or God, I know their background. I know where Correct. they're from. I still want to hear them talk and tell me their stories that I haven't heard. But I, I, like, I didn't know anything about where Elias came from. He showed up on NXT one time. I was like, oh, look, it's, it's the Drifter. Correct. So that was interesting. But the point being, you need someone to explain why do why does half the audience see Shinsuke and go absolutely bonkers? You need to explain to the other half of the audience what this half is seeing and what the history is and why why they're reacting like that so they can understand and then hopefully react in the same genuinely. Not react because, oh, everybody else is going nuts around me so I don't want to be uncool so I'm going to react to genuinely understand what his character is. And maybe they will do that. And we will see as they lead, when they get out of Fastlane, they can finally get away from this Owens and Zayn stuff, which has gone on too long for really no payoff. We can finally see, do they pretend like their New Japan stuff doesn't exist? Do they, they don't have to say New Japan. They don't have to say Wrestle Kingdom. They don't have to say all these things. They, can, they love to say IWGP World Champion. That seems to be their thing. And they love to tout that Brock Lesnar also won that. I don't know why. That was the first thing out of JBL's mouth when AJ Styles came out of the Yeah, Rumble. IWGP Champion, same, same as Brock, Brock Lesnar, is the exact line. Because sure. I've heard it 50,000 you know times. You know what? I, can, I, as I roll my eyes at that, but for the casual fan, that helps. Oh, he won the same title as Brock Lesnar? He's a big deal. That's a big deal. Cool. But if you... I want to see, do they tell us this story? Do they tell us Shinsuke's background? Do we go into... What Shinsuke had to do to get to the top in New Japan, then what he had to do to get here and how he got over. Can you tell that story? And if you, you have all of the pieces here to create a massive main event, and the only reason it shouldn't be is because they're either too petty or too afraid to talk about what these two accomplished outside of WWE. Guys, that is going to do it for us here on this edition. Anything else before I get you us out You shouldn't Don't ask me. Okay. You can follow the show on Twitter at FRSSlam. You can go to the website FRSSlam.com for all of your the wrestling commentary that you so desire. Uh, you can find the show in a multitude of different places on Anchor, FRSSlam Radio, on uh, iTunes for you Apple users, FRSSlam Radio, if you would leave us a rating there. Uh, five stars, like your favorite uh, Johnny Gargano-Andrade Cien Almas match. That would be greatly appreciated. And, uh, or leave us six stars. Break it. You can't. Shock there's, the system. There's only five stars available to the to the lovely listeners. And for you Android listeners out there like myself who has an Android, I'm sitting here with my Google Pixel right now. You can find the show Google Play. Any- Google Pixel, not a sponsor of this show, but if they want to give me a free phone. Sure, that's fine. Can. Yeah, Don't give Chris anything. Just give me free stuff. Uh, you can find the show there. Uh, FRS Slam Radio, uh, same thing. So, all right, guys, that is going to do it for us here today. We'll be back tomorrow to recap Raw, preview SmackDown Live, 205 Live, the Mixed Match Challenge, and anything else. wonder who's going to be in the rankings for Oh, that's tomorrow. right. SmackDown Live rankings we'll have to talk about. We'll preview those. So we'll get into all of it tomorrow, guys. We'll talk to you then.